0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Life is all about those pivotal moments, those big life changes. When we ask ourselves, why didn't somebody tell me this? I'm TV host and journalist, Abby Huntsman. My best pal, comedy writer, and media producer, Lauren Leeds, and I are going to bring you conversations with some of the most impactful people of our time to learn their life lessons. We'll pull back the curtain on their biggest transitions, how their reality is probably far less perfect than it might appear. And of course, what they wish somebody had told them back when. Check out I Wish Somebody Told Me anywhere you listen to podcasts. We release new episodes every week.
1: Ugh, I'm not in the mood. Do we have to do this? Yes. Wait, are we recording? Okay, let's go. You're listening to The Ally Colbert Show. Here we go. One, two, three. Happy New Year. Uh, what's up, guys? Happy New Year. Welcome back to The Ally Colbert Show. Hey, pal. Hey, bud. Welcome back to the Tonight Show. It's me, Jimmy Fallon. Hey, pal. Hey, bud. Um, what's up? Happy New Year. I feel super mixed about New Year's. I don't know. Like, first of all, don't tell me how late I have to stay up. That's kind of how I feel about the entire holiday. Like, I will go to bed when I want. I don't like the whole, that all New Year's parties. They're like, you know, we they you have to stay till well beyond midnight. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do that. That's like inherently makes it a not good party for me. I don't like to stay at parties too late. I like to be in my bed in my bed watching my shows with my wife, okay? I am an old man. I feel deeply inside that I'm an old old man. I want to be at home. I want to be tucked in. I want to watch my soap operas. So, and I also I don't like any way that we as a country choose to celebrate New Year's where it's like get like packed like a sardine into this space and and this is well before COVID I felt this way, but just the fact that we all just like cram our way into Times Square, truly the worst place on, on earth and then don't have access to a bathroom. So we put on diapers, piss ourselves while we do drugs and then have to kiss someone at midnight. Honestly, we deserve COVID judging by that fucking story. We deserve COVID as a country, as a, as a uh, human race. And now I'm going to, like, I like New Year's and like J- the same way I like July 4th, where it's like, I like to do nothing on those days. And that feels like the treat in and of, it, in and of itself. The treat is that everyone is going to do something and I'm going to stay home and do nothing. And when people say, what are you doing? I'm saying, I'm not doing anything this year. I'm just going to be home. Like, that's a snow day. Like, that's a snow day from the holiday. The holiday, when the holiday becomes work in and of itself and you need a holiday from the holiday, then we're running up against some real issues. And now I'm going to spend New Year's with my parents, which why? It's not like I'm gonna tongue them when the ball drops. That would uh, and, and that's what the, the world would want me to do. The ball drops and I'm supposed to go find Daddy and kiss Daddy and tell Daddy, I'm thanks, Daddy, have an amazing year. I'm glad I'm alive. I'm glad you're alive. Um, of course, I'm grateful. I just don't like to show gratitude in that way. That's not my love language. My love language is setting my phone on do not disturb. And when you send a message, having it bounce back green. That is my love language. So look, any holiday where you have to be, you know, kind of with people, it's people, really. People are the problem. I don't want to be around people. I don't want to be around people hearing what they're up to this year, what what they were up to last year. I don't care. I don't want to know. I don't like holiday cards with the fucking essay about what every child did that was so perfect. I want to send out a holiday card where they say the truth. They say, Sammy got a DUI. Allie uh, has chronic and relentless Crohn's disease and goes to the bathroom 15 times a day. And half of those times, she doesn't even make it to the bowl before staining her pants. Uh, Jackie looks to everyone else for validation and she socializes to the point where we think she's going to have to be hospitalized and intubated with vitamins and minerals and water to keep going. And your parents are on the verge of a divorce. I think that's what the holiday card should say. Then I'll, then I'll start reading. And everyone posts their holiday cards to the fridge or they hang them up somewhere. And I, I uh, also don't like that. So now the card becomes decoration. So now the card becomes furniture. So now the card is interior design. Really? I don't let my friends come over and pick what couch I put in my living room now whatever fucking arts and craft project their seven-year-old does on Adobe Photoshop, that now has to be hung up in my house like it's a fucking Picasso? No, thank you. That's not for me. So, wow, how's this solo episode going so far? Uh, I'm kidding. It's not a solo episode. I actually have someone on that I'm super excited about, Raina Greenberg from Girls Gotta Eat. Um, I just wanted to rant and vent a little bit for the new year. We're going to do a solo episode, which I'm really excited about. I'm going to try and... um there's no trying in twenty twenty two. There's just doing. I'm gonna do more solo episodes. Uh please, like if you guys have things you want me to talk about, we're gonna do a coming out episode about my coming out story and conversations around coming out. We're gonna do queer family planning episode. We're gonna do a dating episode. I'm like hyper focused on like text sending and, you know, all of that fun stuff that I always have too many opinions on. If there's something in specific you wanna hear, please DM me on Instagram because I totally I'm receptive and I, I want to talk about what you guys want to listen to. Needless to say, we have Raina Greenberg on the podcast. Super excited to have her. We had an amazing conversation about her recent breakup, about Girls Gotta Eat, her podcast Selling Out the Beacon Theater. She does the podcast with Ashley Hesseltine. Um, Reina liking lesbian porn me liking gay porn my first and only boyfriend which is something we haven't spoken about on the podcast and we touched upon it in this episode but I'm going to go into it more um, in future episodes a little like lust at first sight moment and what we're up to in 2022 I do have to say the one thing I like about New Year's is that it inspires a country of deplorables and i'm talking about all of you not one side to actually have somewhat of an intention they just don't call it that like there's no way to get middle america to have a gratitude journal and having new year's is the closest we get to having a bunch of people sit around a table being like i this year i'm gonna not molest my niece as much (laughs) okay is that joke too dark i don't know yeah it's too dark i look i'm it's too dark okay great i'm getting the light i'm giving myself the light you guys enjoy this episode with Raina Greenberg. Give me a like, subscribe, comment, feed my ego. Thanks for tuning in. Happy New Year.
0: Hi, it looks so nice and sunny there. Oh my God. It's a,
1: it's a fake background. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. This is a green screen. What is that? I just thought this was a beautiful living room on Arc Digest, <laughs> and I was like, it makes me happy to see this.
0: I love the tree, I love the window treatments. It I looks know. great. It looks like I have a great house. It does. Wow. Your People's place is touch. dark. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I don't turn on lights during the day. It's a weird thing about me. No, I get that. And I'm sitting in front of a window and I have not done a solo podcast recording by myself on a Zoom since like COVID quarantine.
1: Oh wow. Okay. Well, thanks for doing it for me. Oh I see I feel like I know what your apartment looks like from Instagram.
0: Yeah, I put it on there a lot. People always like yeah, de- de- Yep. There it is. It's real. So you're bored, huh? Am I bored? Yes. I so all I have done this so Ashley has COVID. Um and Oh, she has COVID? Yeah. And oh, fuck. we are going to Christmas and her family's, and I don't want to get COVID. So she's the only person I've seen for like over a week. And otherwise, if like, we recorded in like separate rooms and then I've just been here.
1: Oh, you recorded while she had COVID?
0: Yeah, but like so far apart from each other. Yeah. Also, before we knew she had COVID, I was with her 24 hours a day in Chicago for like days. So how did you not get it? I don't know. I mean, so many people that I know have it that I've been around. I like my booster shots fresh. Maybe that's it.
1: Yeah. Mine is mine is as well. But like my sister, she got it and her boyfriend, they he didn't get it. They've been together every day. It's crazy. Like some people you could like literally fuck and like you're not getting COVID
0: I know. I feel like I'm that person. I'm not going to get it. No, me Talk too. On but like,
1: I don't want to say it. Yeah. Okay, I'm like, I'm too much of like a paranoid Jew. I'm like knocking on everything because <laughs> I, I I am starting to feel a little invincible. Watch. I'll get COVID right after this episode. I know, that's how I
0: feel. I mean, I feel like I'm ready to get it right before New Year's if I can aim to get it right before New Year's and then have it until like January 8th. But I'm good for the rest of the month. Wait, Wait, wait. why are you trying to get it? if I can schedule my COVID. I just feel like everybody else has gotten it. And so like they're good to like go out and do stuff. And somebody like a friend of mine, he was like his brother is in town. And he was like, do you want to come to the cellar with us and see a show? And I was like, I can't be like indoors, underground, like with, I like, haven't gotten right it now. yet. I can't.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, it is a lot. I, I think that we're going to go back into. I mean, I don't know. I don't know because this one is apparently like a
0: cold. Yeah, everybody I know is like honestly fine. I had to tell my dad that he had COVID. He was Wait, like, your hey, dad sorry. has COVID? <laughs> yeah. Everyone around you has COVID. I think he yeah. got it at our show. Because um, there's, I mean, there were so yeah. many people there. Um, I know. Brad, but he was like, yeah. It was
1: like millions of people. It was only 4,000. Okay. We need to talk about that. Okay. I can't. I'll talk about anything. I, I, I know. You'll talk about whatever. But like the Beacon Theater.
0: It was very fun. It was very cool.
1: But like, that's like Jerry Seinfeld. That's like ACDC. That's like. That's like Elvis Presley. Like I don't like are you having like a like an awareness of that? Are you like I made it? Like I don't need to like look for love in like other people anymore? <laughs> ah!
0: that is kind of how i feel yeah i look for love in the room full of three thousand girls but like we actually not to be like so braggy but like we sold two shows at town hall two years ago for our holiday show and that's the exact same number of people as one night at the beacon so yeah we knew we could sell one night there and our holiday shows are so fun people travel for them they're like a different type of show so yeah i knew we knew that people would come but yeah i don't need love i just i have the love of our fans do you feel fulfilled from this yeah I feel like really happy every day I feel like people search for like a purpose in their life every day and I feel like this is it and I feel like I was telling my parents I don't really want kids and they like were giving me all this shit and I was like I feel like a lot of people have kids because they want to find like a purpose they want to affect the world you know they want to feel like I changed somebody's life I gave somebody advice and I like raised them but like I get to raise all these like millennial females and that's really nice for me and I feel like it's amazing I feel like I could die tomorrow and somebody will be able to say that their life was a little better because of me. And like, that's cool. Wow.
1: That's, I, I, it's one thing to say that, but like, you know, I, anyone who performs, like, you know, I, you, you don't do stand up though, right?
0: No. So our shows are like stand up like we, we each do sets um, and then we do a lot of like um, planned crowd participation. But yeah. no, I don't I don't like go to the stand and do stand up.
1: Right. OK, that's because I usually see we'll see like Ashley at the stand and like Hannah Burner and like I don't usually see you doing a
0: set there it's just, it's not something I ever got into. People always ask me why I don't do it. And it's just like, I think people are like, why don't you just do it? It's like, I don't know. People work for eight, 10 years to be good at this. I don't, I can't just like poof and do it. And I don't know that at this point I'm going to put in the work to be a great independent standup. Like I just, I mean, you know, more than anybody, like it's a lot of hard work. I don't know that I'm going to do it.
1: Well, you're selling out the Beacon Theater. Why do you need to go tell a dick joke at the stand?
0: That's also how I feel like I don't know what I it would be weird for me to go back because all of my stand up experience is like what like, my stand up experience. S- selling how Radio City Music. Like, I'm not doing a fucking club spot. Yeah, I would. But it's also like our audience is so supportive and nice. Like, I don't even know what it feels like to walk onto a stage in front of a bunch of strangers that are like, entertain me, clown. Like, I've right. never done it.
1: I, I was thinking about that too with like, because I do see Ashley at the stand and I won't pair you two together the whole interview, but I, I see care. her at the stand and then I'm like, oh, this is so different because you're usually walking into a room with people who are like flying in just to fucking be there. And then like other people will be like, what is this podcast?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's different. I mean, she has also like been a stand up comic for like nine years at this point. Like she's been doing it for a long time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh. so... Would you do this podcast forever?
0: I mean, I don't think anything lasts forever. I think you should always just be like aware that you have to be like pivoting at all at all times. Like, I don't think you can be like, I have. Been, there's two girls sitting room talking about dating relationships. Just do it forever. But like, I'd like to do it in some form as long as people will have us.
1: Yeah, you're like Billy Joel, selling out the garden every <laughs> yeah. month.
0: That's what I want. Girls got Yeah,
1: and you just went through. You went through a breakup, which. I was surprised to hear that you went through a breakup because I felt like I got to hear on the ground floor when you were getting so excited.
0: Yeah, you were in L.A. And I was like, I'm coming out there to visit my man. I know. Um, I actually met him sitting right in this seat doing a podcast via Zoom in January last year. Wait, you did? Was uh-huh, you yeah. on his podcast? Did he have a podcast? Yeah. We won't forget. So plug he... Up. Yeah. I don't care. He hosts a, he hosts the podcast with somebody that was on our podcast, and so they invited us on. And I did like no research whatsoever. I was like, "Sure, I'll do this fucking podcast." And yeah. he popped on the screen. I was like, "Oh, you're so cute." And so what what happens then he asked you out over Zoom? I actually like pursued him a little. I thought he was like so funny. But he lived in mm-hmm. LA. So I was like not going to date this person who lives in LA. Mm-hmm. So I just would like DM him funny stuff. He like wasn't really having it. Like he he only responded to me like 50% of the time and it was always like he wasn't weird. In me. weird. And he told he told me that like in his mind he was like this girl can't be into me. So really? He didn't think I liked him. And he uh, he was in a very long-term relationship um, yeah. with somebody for a long time. So he's not some, like, fuck boy who, like, has all this game. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I just really like talking to him. And then one day he asked me if he could call me. And our first, like, phone date was four hours. And I was Ugh. like, what the fuck just happened? Isn't that the best feeling? It is. And it's so nice to, like, connect with somebody. And he's in comedy. So, like, he also just sort of understands my lifestyle a little more. We know a lot of the same people. But is and- he a comedian? Yes.
1: Oh, did you, and would you date a comedian again?
0: I never say never to anything. Like, I don't know that it's my dream. I, I think that it's like tough to date somebody in the same industry that like you feel competitive with. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I don't know that, it, yeah, I, I don't know that it's my dream, but like I do gravitate towards people with like a fucked up sense of humor and like a flexible schedule. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Tell me dark jokes. Will you be sleeping until two o'clock? This feels like it could be
0: a match. Yeah, it's nice I for
1: me. That. Yes, they're damaged, so they fuck well. Yeah. <laughs> with the relationship stuff, like I remember when you told me that and then, you know, you posted a bunch about him on your Instagram and stuff. And I feel like when I get into a relationship and I, I think I'm a serial monogamist. I like just am afraid to claim that title because I think it means something's wrong with me. But I think I am that. But I, I have fear around posting a lot about a significant other and I've tried to like overcome that in this relationship and then I was thinking for you because you talk about everything on your podcast like is there are you at all like self-conscious of like what if when this ends what will this look like or now that this is over like I have to go regroup my regroup on the podcast
0: okay so I want to go back to the first thing you said first of all being a serial monogamist I don't I think that like yeah we think of this as a bad thing but it's like not so crazy to like Want to feel safe with a person. And I think that sex is better when I'm in a long term relationship. I think it's yeah. nice to know that there's somebody to hang out with. Like, I think as long as you like yourself at the end of the day and you're not looking for 100% validation in another person, then, like, yeah, be a serial monogamous. It's like not the worst thing.
1: It's not the worst thing. Honestly, it's like a lot of, and the other story I'll tell myself is that, like, no, sorry that you're just good at being in a relationship. Like, you're good <laughs> yeah. at getting people to date you and you can stay in a relationship. Like, plenty of people can't find a partner and they're always like, where's my partner? Where's my my partner so like good for me clearly I'm doing something right yes
0: yes However, there's hard things about both
1: there's yes but I have like had like a gap in one relationship where it was like a week and then I went into another one
0: <laughs> I mean good for fucking you okay I mean, no one wants it, to date me that bad
1: but that but that was mainly because like you you know like I'll just like have all of the feelings I
0: have about that ex and then like
1: project them onto the second
0: person yeah yeah, it's it's nice to take a break in between to sort of like process what happened. Whatever. I think we're all on our own journey. It seems like we're really happy. Dream. I love looking now at photos I'm happy. of you. Now I'm yes. very happy.
1: This is the happiest relationship I've ever been
0: in. I just said to Ashley, I was like, have you seen her girlfriend? She's so beautiful.
1: She's so beautiful. She actually, <sighs> I wanted her to come co-host this episode with me because I know she would love you, but she's sick.
0: I think okay. she has COVID. Oh, good. Okay, but she's like doing all right, just like cold but symptoms.
1: I'm, she's fine. She has cold symptoms, but I'm fine. I feel like because I got that fresh booster too. You look fresh-faced. That fresh boost. Um, <laughs> it's just this new oil, and that you know what I have a light right here. It's all really fake. Everything's <laughs> fake on social media. I don't know if you found if you found that out yet. Um, Not my experience,
0: actually. I
1: know everyone's so authentic. <laughs> Wait, so
0: I want to talk to you more about the breakup
1: because I'm obsessed with breakup. Okay,
0: so I also, we can go back to what you said before about like, yeah, you we'll might be able to post things so soon. Um, I probably would not do this the next time around. You know, I think that there's a big balance. Like some of my friends like in comedy, like Ricky Velez and Andrew Santino have never posted their significant other. Like you would never know who they are. These are people they've done for like a decade. You have no idea who they are. I'm never going to be, and, and that's, that's great. If you're uh, but is that partner. because they're trying to fuck? Uh, I don't really feel like that about those two. I feel like it's probably the case with some people, but to me, sometimes they're just like, I don't know, my significant other didn't sign up for this and this like lack of privacy. So like, yeah, there's other guys that want to create an illusion of being single and that's fucked up. But no, I don't feel like that about those two. I probably wouldn't do it so soon next time. You know, I posted him for the first time, like six months in, and I feel like that was a mistake probably. Yeah. yeah. And For both of us, like, it doesn't give me as much freedom to talk about him. Because if I say, not that I have terrible things to say about him, but if I say anything negative, people can look him up and they know who I'm talking about. I don't I don't love that. Yeah, you want to not
1: announce it so you can, like, shit talk your partner the next time much more freely.
0: Yes, somebody told him the other day that I was telling jokes about him on stage and I had to, like, call him and apologize. Really?
1: No, (laughs) but if they're a comedian, they must know that that's fine. I mean, you're not doing specific, like, you're not doing, like, very specific to, like, his dick out of a lineup jokes. No, you were. It was a pretty mean joke.
0: Yeah. Oh, (laughs) it was pretty mean. It wasn't about his dick, but. (laughs) Oh, But yeah, I took it. I took it a little far. But other than that, we both have like granted each other carte blanche to say whatever the fuck. I don't care. But yeah, I probably wouldn't post him so soon. But I've also. You have to. You have
1: to admit your carte blanche is like so much bigger. <laughs> like like you have like a megaphone you have like a megaphone you're like yeah you could say whatever you want I'm like wherever he's performing or you can say whatever <laughs> the fuck you want at the fucking beacon theater uh, yeah this feels like equal opportunity so it's worse when I do it I mean it's just the audience is like you have people that are like totally comm- I mean I cannot get over your fans this is like Beatlemania I don't even understand <laughs> it's like fucking John Lennon and Paul McCartney over here It's like the the charcuterie boards. The amount of times I've seen these strippers like dry hump you on stage. Your dad's (laughs) in the audience, like getting his dick out. It's (laughs) fucking insane. This is
0: like a phenomenon. We have a lot of fun. (laughs) You know, we want you to come to our show and be like, what the fuck just happened? I have to go home and fuck. I've never seen anything like that before. Like we want it to not just be like a stand up comedy show. We don't want people to be like, I'll catch it on Netflix, you
1: know? Yeah, no. I mean, I see people live streaming it from their like, their their living rooms with all their friends it's like it's incredible it's a fucking cult of personality you guys are like Mao Zedong in like China I don't even understand everyone's like they give us life they help make us feel good
0: it's insane it's It's insane I'm very flattered I got to meet you through it I got to I met like the coolest fucking people through it and that's what's really nice for me. Yeah. But yeah, so because, yeah. because you have like a megaphone, yes, I, I feel like I've just accepted that this is my life. And this is how it's going to be. At the very beginning of the podcast, people used to say to me all the time, like, what would it be like if you dated somebody, you'd talk about it publicly? And I used to think really deeply about that and like have so much anxiety. Um, but I mean, first of all, every relationship is like one size fits one. If you really don't want me to talk about you, I won't, you know, but there also is a line, I'm going to talk about you a little bit. And if you don't want to be talked about at all, ever then I'm not your girl. And like, that's yeah. fine. Like, we're just yeah. not going to be together. Yeah. Um, so we, do you, want me to, do you want me to say why we broke up? I want to know why you broke up. And I,
1: I, what I was responding to when we were texting is I was surprised. I'm always surprised when relationships are like, because if I felt the relationship was going south, I would stay in the relationship for two more years. And you were like, I have to. I have the exact opposite response. The second I'm like, I know I can't be in this. You're like obsessed with it until you have to get out. And I want to know what that process looks like because I think a lot of people have issues exiting relationships.
0: I think for uh, so, I haven't always been like this. I think it comes with age a little bit. And I think it comes with like what we always yeah. talk about on the podcast, which is like building a life outside of this person. So, like, you got to feel like I have something outside this person. You got to feel like I have friends. I have a job. I have like cool shit to do. I have hobbies. So, like, you can't feel like your life is going to end if you, if this relationship ends. And that will help you to not feel like you have to stay for two years. Not that you feel like that, but no, you're, it's there. a good
1: point. It's a good note.
0: <laughs> I've been there. I mean, I was engaged to somebody and I never would have left him and he left me and I'm so glad for it. You like, were engaged? Yeah. 100 years ago. Oh my God. So I, and I, and I stayed with him because he was like a nice guy and he was a good partner and he's handsome. He's a nice person. Those people are fucking hard to leave, by the way. It's hard to leave a person that you're just like, they're good enough and they're a nice person. They're never going to do anything terrible to you. It's really hard to leave. I, I know. I'm this.
1: like, please fucking hit me. Like, I need an excuse to get out of here.
0: Throw me up against a wall. Like, I need a scar. This sounds okay. like amazing sex to me. <laughs> hit me. Hit me and throw me into a wall. Oh, my God. I would love
1: that. <laughs> no, but you're, you're, you're right that like, it's like, OK, they're not going to cheat on me. They're not going to like hit me in the head. So this is going to
0: have to be up to me. By the way, I'm joking.
1: It's not like people that are like victims have it so easy.
0: Joking. (laughs) I mean, it's easy to hate a person and walk away when you're angry. It's not so easy when you're like, "Ah, I just think maybe they're not the one. But I don't know how to articulate that because like, is the devil I know like better or worse than the devil? I don't know. Am I ever going to find love again? I don't know. Yeah. You know, so so, I'm I am lucky that he is actually a much better communicator than I am. Like, he forced me to have these conversations. I'm not, mm. like, so amazing at it. But I have an impulse issue in the sense that, like, when I get something in my head, I, like, cannot stop thinking about it until it happens. Okay. So, like, kind I, of OCD. Yeah, so if I get it in my head that you're sort of not the one. And I mean, like, larger personality traits. I don't mean, like, you're annoying me because you ate the last whatever in the fridge. I mean, like, I've decided that, like, long term, this does not have legs. Yeah. Then like, uh, what's the like, what are we doing here? What's the point of this? Yeah.
1: So what? what, what is it that you what traits are you, are you do you see don't work for you? It doesn't have to be specific to this guy.
0: Um, I want somebody who wants to live in New York and that was not him. So, I okay. mean, that is that is like a big thing. Like, yeah. I think that I, I just I think he wants to be closer to his family. I think he likes the West Coast. I think that it's a different lifestyle, you know, yeah. I want to be out all the time with big groups of friends and socializing. And I also don't know that that really was him. And so just, I don't know that we like, we saw the future the same way. So that's really important to me. I mean, I know he says like, I want somebody that makes me laugh, but like, I really need somebody to make me laugh. I want somebody, like, oh, a really God, yeah. Up sense of humor. Um, yeah. If so fucked up. You keep going to. Yeah. I like you it. really, like, are you, you feel like you're super disturbed? No, I feel like all comedians in general just have like a fucked up, sarcastic sense of humor. I yeah, like Yeah. It. Yeah. 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 Sex is super important to me. Like, really good sex. I want to have like really dirty. like, I don't want to have average. This will do kind of sex. Yeah. Um, um, and we, we did have a great sex life. So that was hard to walk away from.
1: Is that something that you have to install in your relationships or is it there naturally? Or are you like, you're like, okay, we got to take it up to this level.
0: It's there. or It's not. I mean, I also, I don't need some, like, I don't need to be in a sex dungeon to come. Like, I don't need all this crazy stuff. I just, I need somebody with like a lot of passion in general for like, doing a lot of stuff. I want to be with somebody that wants to try new restaurants and travel. And I also want you to like, want to talk dirty to me in bed. Like I want to be just passionate about life.
1: Wow, that's a really um, high bar to maintain in relationship. Like take me to restaurants, like throw me around. Let's let's do something fun with my friends. Like this is this is
0: not without effort. You realize? Yeah, I'll meet you there halfway. And I feel like I can commit 50% of that and I will help. I mean, you there 60% of the way. Um, all right, all right, I'm, let's do this. <laughs> can I be in a threpple with you guys? <laughs> and I feel like if I don't find it, that's okay too. Like I, I don't feel like it's, it's that or nothing. Like I, I think that everybody I've dated is really different. They all bring different stuff to the table. They're all different and interesting. They're all interesting in different ways. And I I don't mind having like kind of separate lives. If you don't want to come socialize with me all the time, that's fine too. Like, I just want you to have like your own thing going on. Yeah. I can't be your whole life.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. It's also like the biggest turnoff though. When someone is just like revolving around you. Uh Uh-huh. I have had some of like the best sex with some of like the worst people. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Isn't that amazing? It's yeah. like I so don't like who you are as a person, but for whatever reason chemically we are just able to get it on.
0: Um because you don't care about how that person views you.
1: Is that true? It's, it's I don't care. How, I feel maybe. Yeah, maybe. Like my girlfriend and I talk about this a lot how like there's some people that just like you want to have just like disgusting sex with.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> And I don't care how you view me and like we can do like really
1: nasty shit like, and you should be on your way. Like ogre sex. Like let's go. Uh, <laughs> let's turn green. And like I let's do this in the dark. Like I just feel like, I don't know. Yeah, some stuff is just, but that kind of feeds into like maybe it's just overlapping into like a porn fantasy of like, you know, like porn is like, I feel like I've heard you talk about porn like a hundred times, but we need to have you talk about porn on my podcast if it's going to be an official podcast. I feel like that's like a Reina stamp of like approval. It's sure. like,
0: Do you love porn or am I making that up about you? I feel like you love porn. I don't love it, but I don't not love it. Like I I dabble in porn sometimes late at night. I I like to masturbate to my own thoughts. Like, are you uh, serious? Like like past sexual experiences, not like my. How do you do that? I can never do that. I've had a lot of sex with a lot of people.
1: (laughs) My imagination isn't as like effective or strong.
0: I like definitely can't do that. It's just memories. Like it's not, I'm not imagining stuff. You can't do that. Um, no, I can't
1: do that. I can't do it. With, I can't without porn. Well,
0: masturbation has been a journey for me. I, I used to like in high school, I, I masturbated like forever. Um, you're I like that a I, sexual politician. Like your answers <laughs> are so
1: perfect, but they're about the dirtiest shit. And- <laughs> They're so poised. You're like the Obama of anal. You're like an anal has been an evolution. I'm like, this is so amazing. Do you you. hear that? You have like the precise answers for like the kinkiest shit. You're like, (laughs) I think rim jobs are a story. They're a metaphor. (laughs) I'm like, okay, you don't have to be so politically correct for like you're the most disgusting shit I've ever heard.
0: This is the nicest thing anyone's ever said. (laughs) I'm not sure if it's an insult, but I don't care. No, it's
1: amazing. It's amazing.
0: Uh, masturbation has been an evolution for me. I, I mm-hmm. discovered masturbating really young and I just thought I was like, the only person that ever did this. I was like, it's such a crazy trick that I Oh, know. you're one of those girls like
1: six years old humping a chair?
0: No, probably like 11 or 12. Okay. 12. Yeah. So you were a young woman. <laughs> yeah. I was, I had some hair down there. Um, <laughs> I exclusively masturbated to lesbian porn for so long. Like, couldn't watch a man in a porn. Didn't want to read anything about men sexually. Which is interesting because I wasn't really into women. I like was sexually attracted to men in real life. Yeah. But could only masturbate to lesbian porn. This is the story of porn. It is. I I only watched gay porn growing up. But you date women. I don't date women. Men. That's I honey. Oh, oh, male gay porn. Interesting, which I also don't hate.
1: Okay, that's all I watched. I turned me on and I never wanted
0: to be by a man. That is fascinating. I know. Wow. Okay, how did you discover gay male porn? Like, do you remember the first time you were like, I don't want to watch like male female porn. I want man on man porn.
1: I just want you to do my podcast for me. Now. I'm realizing <laughs> you have such a better way about this. God damn it. I hate myself. Okay, so you, I remember, I remember I was, I didn't know that I wanted to watch porn, but I was in my bedroom. I was probably like, like 12 or something. I had like a laptop and I was Google. I was YouTube searching people making out. I just wanted to like see like people making out. Yeah. And then one of the videos that came up was two guys making out and say no more. I didn't need words. I just, it was just like in my body. I was like, whoa, this is fucking hot.
0: Just making out or like jerking off each other?
1: No, they were making out. This was like YouTube. This was like not porno. It would take me weeks. It would take me hours until I until I could get the until I could get the courage to like search porn. Like I didn't know what that would look like or what I would find. And like, yeah. But so that was that, and I I was confused by it because I like was definitely into women, had like the biggest crushes on women. But I was like, this is so hot. I don't know. I find gay porn to be like the hottest. I think it's so real. I, they're, they're so like actually off. The, I feel bad for women in porn. I never believe them. It's a lie to me. Okay. I don't know. But what not was your, men.
0: no, not men feel so real. What was your experience with lesbian porn? <laughs> I don't actually, oh, you know what? I, I can tell you, like I start, I saw the, this is crazy. I saw the movie Gia with Angelina Jolie. Oh my God. Yeah. And she has a lesbian relationship with another female in the, and with her like makeup artist or stylist. Or, and I remember feeling like very turned on by this. Like yeah. I remember like feeling in my nether regions, like very turned on by this. And I was like, this is crazy that like people, and I I would not I would not admit that to somebody probably until I was like 25 or 26. Same. And then I knew so many girls. Also I, I've, I've hooked up with women. But like, I don't I don't know. I feel like the talking about masturbating and being attracted to women. and Also, I was like confused because I was like, but this is what attracts me like on the Internet. But I don't want it in real life. And like, what the fuck is that about?
1: Yeah, it's people are always confused about this, like that your porn preferences never they don't really translate to your sexuality Mm -hmm. or or they're a part of your sexuality, but they're not a part of your attraction. Why are you cracking up? Because you're a lesbian.
0: No, I mean, I, I mean, I've, I've hooked up with women. I've like gone down on women. I've had women gone down. I'm, truly, on women.
1: I'm uh, actually a lesbian. I've done so. it.
0: <laughs> but like, I feel like I hate to like reduce this to be like in college, I hooked up with girls, but yes, in college yeah. I hooked up with girls. And then after that, it just, It just didn't interest me anymore.
1: And what was that experience? Are you excited meeting a woman? Or is your heart thumping out of your chest? Or
0: you're just like, I guess I'll try this, like in and out Burger. Then I wanted to so bad. Like, I could not get enough of women. I wanted to make out with women. I wanted to, like, hook up with women. And I, like, did it. And I really enjoyed it. And I like never thought about it again. Like since then, since I was like probably 22, 23, I don't know if I've ever met a woman I wanted to hook up with. It doesn't interest me. Like I love like penetrative sex with a male. I love it. I love their hands all over me. And that's the porn I watch too. People ask me like, what's the biggest change in your life since COVID? It's that I watch um, male on female porn.
1: Oh my, oh my God. So that's <laughs> a big change for you. Wait, but so I want to go back to the women thing for a second, obviously. But when you are then like dating women, hooking up with women, are you nervous about that? Do you have shame around that? Are you just like, okay, fine, I'll do this. I don't care. I don't care what anyone thinks. I don't care what
0: I think. This is fun. Yeah, I remember just feeling like this is something I feel like doing. I'm going to do it. Like, I don't remember for you. thinking more deeply about it than that, to be honest. Um, yeah. And we, we've had therapists on our podcast that I've asked about it because I do think it's interesting to like want to do something so badly and do it and enjoy it and then sort of feel like, I don't know, I'm not... I don't care about that anymore. You know, yeah. I, I've like been very, and um, we had Ian Kerner on the show. He's like this prolific sex therapist, psychotherapist. And he was just like, I don't know. Sometimes we're just attracted to what we're attracted to. It's like not even something deeper than that. We evolve as people. We're dynamic. Like people, sex is a spectrum. Sometimes we can be a little more bisexual, sometimes more heterosexual, et cetera. And he was just like, it can evolve. And mm. so I don't know. I'm satisfied with that answer, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think that makes, yeah, if you don't feel the need, if it's not like an itch in you to like keep scratching and whatever, then I get that. But it's just funny that like I've made my whole life about being depressed about being gay and you were just like, let me just have a fun night at Indiana. <laughs> um, go
0: Hoosiers. Oh. Who's supposed we'll So I don't want to like I don't ever, I don't want to compare my experience to somebody's experience that had to like come out of the closet, tell their you're family. I, I am, as a,
1: I am okay. as a joke. You're not, you're not, you're not okay. getting canceled. You're not getting canceled. I'm not worried either. about that. I'm just saying
0: I didn't have to like sit down with my dad and be like, I date women exclusively now. Totally. You know? to- so to- so I, totally. Didn't have, I didn't think deep more deeply about it. I was just like, I feel like having, I feel like fingering somebody today and I'm going to do that.
1: Well, you know what? That's beautiful. And that's, <laughs> that's gorgeous. We, lo- <laughs> we love to hear that. That is life in 20. 20- well, I don't know what year that was. But yeah, snaps for you.
0: Um, uh, I don't know this about you. I mean, obviously your audience says, have you been in like a serious long-term relationship with a man?
1: I've been in one relationship that was like six months with a man when I was a junior in college. And that was my last... That was my Hail Mary for the men. I was like, you guys, we're going to make this work or it's not going to happen. This is like the last play of the game. All, all bets are on. If I can hack this, then I can figure out this hetero life. If I can't, it's pussy forever. And I found this guy who was perfect on paper. Jewish, smart, rich. I was like, you're exactly what my mom would want. This sounds exactly like who I want to have sex with. And we had awful awful sex he had a hard time um coming okay and I was like I was like oh you're gay (laughs) and then in the back of my head I was like you're also gay (laughs) and then but was he also gay no he wasn't gay he's engaged now to a woman I don't know what that issue was but I was too like narrow-minded and like anal about everything to figure that out and support him because that relationship was like, that relationship wasn't like a relationship relationship. It was like, we're each in this for something for ourselves. Like, let's <laughs> do our own thing in this relationship. Like I needed it for some reason. He needed it for some reason. Like it didn't feel like a whole partnership that was like nourishing. It was like social currency and like I needed to figure something out. I
0: kind of, I don't know if this makes sense. Does it make sense? It's very eloquent. Yes. No, it's like the final Harold Mary before you like fully commit. And also he might be gay. Like marrying a woman doesn't mean you're not gay. He might Totally. Be gay. Totally, totally. And I met this girl
1: while I was dating him. Uh, She was in my class at NYU and I saw her in the room and it was like, (laughs) like my entire body like freaked out. She was this gorgeous girl and we started like talking and she had a boyfriend and we had like an insane love affair.
0: While you're with him?
1: Yeah. And she was like your
0: truth uh, for her or just in general?
1: Uh, I, no, regardless, like she stayed with her boyfriend. She's actually married to her boyfriend now. But she, like, we would like, she would like text me when I was like in like lecture halls, like come meet her. And I remember she came to my apartment one night and it was like the first night I really ever was like with a woman. And like, it was the hottest, most insane fever dream of my life. And I like had this boyfriend who I like felt like the whole world was like black and white. And then when I was with her, everything was like a color acid
0: trip oh my god I'm so turned on by this
1: it was it was so insane I remember she came over she was like in my bedroom and we were just like talking we were like staring at each other's lips you know and I was just like I was just like can I kiss you and I was just we just like we're just like so connected all night long I'll oh never forget god. it this is amazing good for you have so have you had an experience where you've ever seen someone and it's been like everything stops I know it's I know it sounds corny but I want to know <laughs>
0: I was at, I've told this story like a lot on our show, so it's not like a surprise to anybody. Um, I was on stage at the Charleston Music Hall. We were yeah. doing a show, and yeah. I made eye I made eye contact with one of the security guards who's like six five, two full sleeves, just like the biggest fucking dude you ever this saw. He's always your type when I talk to you. <laughs> I was in the middle of a bit and I just like made eye contact with him and I was like, I would let you murder me. <laughs> gone girl me baby ditch the body I would have let him do anything I fucked him all night it was great yeah that's how I felt about him I was like this is the best looking man I've ever seen I'm obsessed with him
1: okay so do you think then have you had these connections with that's interesting okay did you keep on with him at all after yes (laughs) what is (laughs) (laughs) he's like in the back right now I feel like the way you're saying it he's gonna like creep out
0: he was like the, op- the opposite of me in like every way. He was just like, was like pretty quiet and really like a serious guy. He was from the South. Um, mm-hmm. He, yeah, I went back down to Charleston to visit him. I, he I moved think you to maybe told me about this guy. I've talked about him a lot. I mean, I probably have told you about him. I spent Christmas with him in the Florida Keys last year. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. He's just, he's so hot.
1: Florida Keys at first sight. Yeah, so I flapped all over the Florida Keys with him. That's gorgeous. I'm so happy for you. Thank you so much. Do you feel, here's a question that I think a lot of, this comes up with a lot of just like female friendship stuff. Have you had more powerful connections than like meeting a woman and feeling like you're going to be friends than with a
0: guy you've ever been with? No. I mean, I feel like both. It feels, it feels, it doesn't, nothing, nothing like that occurs to me. I definitely have a lot of girlfriends where I meet them and I'm like, we're going to be friends. I feel like that about Ashley like mm-hmm. i met her and i was like this girl's so cool like when we go back to new york like am i going to be able to like make a friendship like we were like are we going to be friends now we met in aruba mm-hmm. um and aruba. i just i thought she was so fucking cool i was just i just wanted to like hang out with her all the time but like yeah it did not it didn't feel romantic in any sense like i felt really super charged to like hang out with her all the time and laugh with her but, you come like, out there's... as in love with ashley on this podcast <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> this is how Ashley finds out that I'm a lover. <laughs> but I have felt super sexually attracted to men instantly. And yes, I know. I get it. I'm different. not going to make you gay. Jesus Christ! I know. I mean, listen. I don't uh, rule I anything thought,
1: out. Yeah, I know. I can tell you're just you're down for whatever. Do your <laughs> does your dad listen to this pod, your podcast? Not mine. Um, he listens to yours. He doesn't have time for mine. Um, he, do you tell him not to listen to yours?
0: No, my parents are welcome to listen. My mom has, my mom never acknowledges that she has listened to an episode even when I ask her to, but she will like drop something in here and there and be like, you know, you sound this thing on a podcast. I'm like, well, I didn't think you were listening. My dad, you know, I had this crazy experience. I didn't think he listened. I didn't think for years he listened. He's welcome to listen. Like I have a very like sex positive family. My mom's a therapist. My parents gave me like your body yourself when I was like eight. Like I'm not talking about my sex life with my parents, but like they understand that I have a sex life. My parents came to my live shows. They watched me get a lap dance from a stripper. Like they get it. And they filmed Um, it. My dad filmed it. Also, Mm -hmm. my dad's like watching it. All he sees is like the dollar signs on stage. They're going to like pay for his retirement.
1: (laughs) Oh my God.
0: I know the podcast.
1: Like I can't get over how lucrative podcasts are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Not not mine, but I know.
1: I know, like yours (laughs) must be. I just like go to sleep dreaming about how lucrative yours must be. Some people wrote in some things for you to give your take on, and I'm gonna read a few of them to you. You're so prepped. I love this. I am prepped. I feel like yeah. I'm like I have so much anxiety about doing this podcast. Why? You're so good. You're so natural. Fun. No, I don't know. Like I just because like it's like this thing where have you seen that Ira Glass thing, The Gap. Nope, I know who he is. Okay, so they do this thing about when you like know you have good taste. So like for stand-up or acting or whatever, you have really good taste. And then when you start doing something, you're down you're down here and like this is what your product output is. And it takes a lot of time to close the gap between what you know is okay. good and like what you're putting out. So like I listened to, like I listened to one of your podcasts last night to like hear, you know, God, I remember I first thought your podcast was about food like two years ago. A lot of people think that, yeah. And I was like, Ashley, your podcast is about food. She's like, No, it's not. I was like, "Cool, I'll just go kill myself." Um, But yeah, it's like you hear things that just like flow and hit, and people that are poised. I hear you now. I'm like, "Oh, you're so poised. You have the answers to these things. You you have little phrases. Relationships are fit and one." I'm like, "Oh, you're good at this." And like, it takes so long to catch up to that. You don't you don't feel like, "Oh, fuck, I'm doing a bad job or I need to get better. This is not a thing for you." Like, are
0: you not paranoid and obsessed with this? Been four years. Like, if I did something for four years and I wasn't good at it, I should stop doing it. You know, like. And we've asked for feedback along the way. We see what people really gravitate towards. We do more of that. I mean, I do think that we're really good at what we do, and I'm proud of it. But like, also from day one, Ashley and I were like, "This is a business. Let's grow it. Let's have a website. Let's do live shows." Like from day one, this was going to be like a business. Yeah, yeah. I'm like super proud of what we've done. But I listened to episodes like three years ago, and I'm like, wow, my storytelling ability has like gotten so much tighter. Or yeah, like laser, the way I laser. See it. It's gotten better. And also, I feel like from like talking to so many people and reading so many people's stories, I just realized like everyone's just trying to get by, man. We're all just doing our best. We're I'm all just I'm, struggling. <laughs> I'm less judgmental than I used to be. You know, I'm just mm. like, I don't know your life and I don't know the steps you've taken to get here and like whatever you need to do to get through the day.
1: Yeah. Are you in therapy? No. Where did
0: you get this wisdom? Um, Just being alive. I don't know. Just, I read just being a, alive, doing reps. I read a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 read like every therapist that comes on our show, every writer, data analyst, whatever the fuck I read all their books. Mm. I have a lot of girlfriends, so it's just, you know, accumulation of everybody's knowledge. And I've interviewed yeah. like, I've interviewed like dozens and dozens and dozens of like, what I think are like the best psychotherapists in the world. So I don't know that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know.
1: Dozens of the best psychotherapists in the world. What about you, Allie? Yeah, I, w- I worked on it. Okay. Yeah, good. Hive mind. Are you in therapy? I've done everything. I, have, <laughs> I, I I. was about to say I'm married to a life coach. She's my girlfriend. We're not married. She's a transformational life coach and yoga teacher. So I feel like fucking a transformational life coach and yoga teacher. I should get some knowledge. Been in therapy my whole life. But I keep talking about this program that I just did that I'm actually in the middle of called the ATLAS. Yeah, this okay. project. Uh-huh. And it's a program about working through like childhood trauma and activating your potential and kind of like putting down stories and committing to new ways of being. And it is the greatest thing I've ever done in my entire life.
0: Oh, my God. I've got to Google this as soon as this it's, is over. It's
1: three weekends. It's, oh, you go there physically? You go there. There's a bunch of locations. Unlike talk therapy… Or anything like that. It's not like in the mind. It's everything that exists in the body that you're like not aware of. Things that have informed your beliefs and you have to like m- movement and different exercises to get stuff out.
0: Okay. I love that. I think that's like really interesting. And I think it's also important to acknowledge like, yeah, talk therapy work, like works for some people, but like maybe there's like something else I could be doing here. I mean I love talk
1: therapy like the awareness is great I love being aware but like you have to like get it out of you like out of your system like I I talk about how I'm fucked up and then I just keep living my life and I'm like I know it's like, that's not doing, that's not
0: making a change. Be the change you but, want to see in your body. But I think, okay, my dad said this thing to me, it like unlocked this thing. And I was like, okay, I don't need therapy. Also, yeah. my parents were, my parents were really supportive and they loved me. So, you know, good for me. But yeah. my dad said you, to me, you. my dad, <laughs> my dad said to me, there's, there's tons of stuff wrong with you, but I love you anyways. Oh, and I, I don't know, lovely. something It's I just, I love that. He was just like, you're fucked up, but you're lovable. And I it, just, uh, it makes me laugh. That's It
1: sounds like your dad's like your best friend
0: my best friend. Like, I'm not a loser, but like I care about him a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like you're so close to your dad. So many people are like, my dad doesn't talk. My dad doesn't open up. You're like every, you keep your dad's like in the air for you. Yeah,
0: my parents like suck in their own ways, but they're like great also in their own ways. Okay, okay. All right.
1: Yeah, you. It seems like you want to kind of like undercut that. Maybe you should take a look at that. Um... <laughs>
0: Okay. This is why I don't go to therapy because I don't. I don't need anybody to introduce more problems to me. Like that are you, wrong with. Me. I'm like you
1: and your dad. Seem like you're really close. You're like, oh, he's not my fucking friend. I'm not a fucking loser, all right? They're both okay. Fucking leave it at that, will you? Fucking hell. I'm like, okay, really cool, uh,
0: very chill. Um, my dad's my best friend. Okay, sorry, I interrupted you.
1: Okay. Someone wants to know. I'm. I'm gonna go back to this, and we'll go back to this, and we'll go back to that, and we'll go that. Perfect. Played it perfectly. Um, How do I ask out my crush when I return to school? I'm in high school. That's a good question. I feel. What do you think about that?
0: I don't know. What do kids do after school? Like I've I've been in high school. Smoke cigarettes in a parking lot. Um. I don't know. Do you want to walk home with me after school? Like I don't know what kids do, but like if I wanted, if I worked in an office and I like had a crush on somebody, I would just, I would make it seem really casual and off the cuff and be like. Hey, I was thinking about grabbing a drink at XY place. Do you want to come? Like, it doesn't have to be like... Okay, they're 16, so... Um, <laughs> they can have their first drink together. I'm thinking about grabbing
1: a drink at this place. Do you want to come? Um, amazing advice, Reyna. Underage drinking. I,
0: okay, well, I, I underage drank and look how great I turned out. Uh-huh, um, yep. Clap. I don't know. This is tough for me because I don't know what kids... I don't know what kids do on the weekends by themselves. But like, I don't know. You could ask them to walk you home after school or like whatever you're doing this weekend. like. Hey, I'm doing this thing. Do you want to come? It doesn't have Perfect. to be like so Okay, did I mean, you get that you? Jack?
1: Hey, I'm doing this thing. Do you want to come? I I would agree that um yeah, we're not drinking, we're not doing what are you doing in high school? Yeah, what about a walk? What about like um what about like going to like I don't know, the movies? Can you go to the
0: movies? I think you can, but that feels like a date. So if you're like concerned that you might get rejected, maybe you want like some plausible deniability that it's not (laughs) a date. (laughs) Yeah. So
1: can you just, yeah, I would say like, yeah, let's like go for a walk after school
0: or why don't you just, well, this is
1: what it would start with maybe. Maybe instead of inviting some someplace, you just like start hanging out with that person. Like when the bell rings, you're like, oh, I can help you with that. And just like kind of stalk around them, be in their orbit.
0: You know what you could do? You could pretend that you need help with a subject and ask them to tutor you after school. That's a classic. Whatever they're good, whatever they're good at. It's a um, classic for a reason.
1: And also kids have social media. So like message her on Instagram. Isn't that safe? I psycho?
0: No, I think that like responding to an Instagram story is like a great way to show interest in somebody's life and also flirt with them. Yeah, it's
1: perfect. It's bulletproof. Okay, I stopped speaking. Oh, I wanted to hear your take on this too. Stop speaking to my best friend from pre-K this month. There's no real reason, but this is so painful. And this just made me think about like friend
0: breakups. Have you gone through any friend breakups? Yeah, of course. And some of our like most popular episodes ever, even though we're like a dating relationship show, is about friend breakups. It's so so painful, especially like when you have had, this person like knows you so well. And- It's not supposed to end all fucked up like a romantic relationship. Like that person's supposed to be together forever. But like I do think that you should like give yourself permission to grow apart from people. I think just because you have a past with somebody doesn't mean you should have a future necessarily. Like we we grow apart. And also just because you grow apart now doesn't mean you can't come back together at some point. I've had friendships ebb and flow um, because we have different jobs or different hobbies, or like maybe somebody gets a boyfriend and you're single. But yeah, I mean it's really painful and it sucks. And I think that like you should give yourself space to feel that. If you it doesn't sound like she wants the friendship back, right? Like no. so like I think it's so fine. I guess that's life. You don't always have to have some like state of the union, I hate you and here's why. Like you're allowed to just grow apart from somebody.
1: Yeah. And it's but it's so brutal because there's like no decorum around friend breakup. So you like have a friend breakup and everyone's like, why are you sad? And you're like, I don't know. It's just Megan and I haven't been talking. It's been like 10 yeah. years. But that's like such a
0: bummer. That person like knows you so well and they like watched you grow up. And like even in a month, like that person can still say to you like, hey, I feel like we've been talking like what's up and you can tell them what's up, you know?
1: Yeah, that's two like very emotionally evolved people.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Or you could just never talk again, you know, or or just
1: ghost ghost them forever. Okay. Before we wind down, this is our is our first episode of the new year, by the way. I'm so so excited to be a part of it. Happy New Year. This is 2021 where we're recording. I want to know, Raina, what you are committed to in the new year. And I want to know what you're committed to putting down. So you can start with Blech. putting down first. I'll
0: tell you the thing that I'm like the worst at that. Like I have really tried to work on this year and I, it's, it's always a work in progress. I am really bad at telling the people that I love the most that they have like hurt me or that like their actions are bothering me. I'm like mm. really bad at it. Like, mm. and I, instead of acknowledging a little thing in the moment, I will wait until 10 things happen and I am so mad at you for it. Oh, and the flood floodgates just fucking open then. Yeah. And then you're sitting there saying to somebody, well, you did this and you did this and you did this. And they're like, why the fuck didn't you tell me about any of them at all? Like you're, you've been like keeping a score sheet against me. Right. So I am really bad at that. I've talked to Ashley about that because we're like business partners, you know, and why do you think you're bad at that? I have a heart. I feel like I'm worried. I will say something to somebody and what i will hear back is a judgment against myself that i didn't even know was happening like i i worry that somebody's going to be like i did that cuz you fucking suck and here's why you suck i think i like really it's it's really bad for me with family and friends i don't struggle with it in the workplace i don't struggle with it in romantic relationships um but there were like my brother specifically there was like a couple times this year where he like really hurt my feelings and mm-hmm. none of those things individually were a terrible thing mm-hmm. but you know you don't say something about one thing and then the next thing they do is informed by the previous thing that they have done and people aren't mind readers and they don't know that they're hurting your feelings necessarily right, right. And I have just been really bad about it um, my whole life. But this year, I have like acknowledged a couple of those situations and it didn't go so bad. Like people that love you don't want to make you feel bad. Amazing. I've I've just... That is what I want to work on for like 2022. Is just like when I feel shitty, just say something and just trust that like people that love me will allow me to feel shitty and apologize or tell me why they did it and then it's not the worst thing in the world to hear it, you know? Yeah,
1: or have space for you to grow and space to forgive you and space to accept you. But wait, you said... You said you're you're hesitant to call these, to have these conversations that like clear things up because you have an, a notion that you're guilty of
0: something essentially, that they'll call you out for something. So you feel like you're the bad person. Yeah, I think that if I like really think deeply about it, that's probably what it boils down to, right? Like, is that you're worried that when you say something that the person is just going to flip it back on you and be like, okay, well, you do all these things. And I don't like hearing things about myself that I don't know to be true. <laughs> mm. But but it sounds like in this case
1: you would be worried that what they're saying does ring
0: true. Yeah, that it does ring true and that I've been doing a thing that like provoked this type of behavior. But okay, so the so this I'm going to reduce this, the story that you're telling yourself
1: is the story that you're not you're not enough for your feelings to matter. Like you don't show up enough so that like if you say that like
0: Is that right what I'm hearing? I feel like it's not Maybe that I, it's, I, I hate to hear something from somebody about my behavior that I didn't realize was happening because I feel like I try to be like such a good friend, a good partner, a good daughter, sister, whatever. And if somebody says to me like, well, you actually aren't those things. And here's why. And here's mm. why I behave this way to you. I feel like I'm like afraid to hear those things. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, none of us, en- none of us enjoy hearing shitty stuff about ourselves. Yeah. But I've had some of those conversations this year. And what I have found is that like. People that love you don't want to make you feel bad and they don't want to hurt your feelings. And most people really don't realize in the moment how they're acting. If any of us realized how we were acting, we all be perfect people. So I just yeah. want to i want to get better at just saying in the moment, like, hey, that was kind of shitty. I don't like that. Right.
1: That, And then that, I guess, saying that you risk your fear. So you'll have to be brave and say
0: that. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: scary. That stuff's really scary when you have to be like honest and like setting boundaries and like, Oh, because I feel like sometimes when you say some, that you heard someone, people, I'm afraid people will be like, you're overreacting. It was nothing or whatever that is. And it's kind of hard to stand in your power.
0: OK, so it is. And I'm going to tell you a book. I'm going to recommend a book to you that is so good. We had this woman on our show called Nedra Tawab. She's a, a psychologist uh-huh. um, called, called Nedra. That's her name. Um, and she wrote uh, a book called Set Boundaries, Find Find Peace set boundaries, fine piece. Um, She breaks it down into all five categories. So it's boundaries with romantic relationships, friends, work, family, and there was, oh, social media. And she talks a lot about how to set boundaries with everybody. And she said, like, one of our biggest fears is is that somebody is going to just hold a mirror back up to you and say, like, well, you're being too sensitive. And it's like, okay, maybe I'm sensitive, but I'd rather be sensitive. (laughs) That. maybe I'm being sensitive like that's the worst thing in the world you know like who cares if somebody calls you sensitive like I'm telling you you're being an asshole so like I'm a lot la- you call it sensitive you can call it whatever you want but I thought the book was phenomenal it really like changed my way of like thinking about boundaries
1: I love that I'm gonna get it right after this can I ask a super therapy question yeah is there a time you think that you set a boundary and it really backfired which is what created this fear
0: where is this coming um, from where is this fear I coming don't- from My brother tells me I'm too sensitive all the time. So I I guess I do worry. Like when I tell him I'm upset about something, I don't want to hear you're being too sensitive. And she helped me to like really find those words. She helped me to find the words to say like, I don't care that you think I'm being sensitive. Like, I'd like I'd like I'd like you to care that my feelings are hurt. Right, right, right. And it took me so long. Like when she said that, I was like, oh yeah, duh. And like, also, she said, like, if you're if if your relationship with somebody is this like back and forth negging each other, like maybe somebody just thinks that that's your relationship and you have to tell them that, that, that it's not going to be anymore. And just because it wasn't a boundary before, it does not mean it can be a boundary. It can't be a boundary now.
1: <laughs> it's so none true. Of, it's so fucking true. It's so none true. Of, none of these are like my own
0: original what? thoughts and feelings. Um, is are oh, magnets
1: wait, you have? What are
0: you bringing into twenty twenty two?
1: Twenty twenty two, I am going to. I twenty twenty two. I'm committed to accessing my love and giving it more freely to the people around me. I'm a super big like wall wall up. I'm just joking. Similarly, like I don't want you to think I'm this or that. I'm I'm going to uh, be unconcerned with that noise and. Bye be much more open and connected with my family and my friends and I think I need to put down I have so much anxiety like anxiety is my main thing and I I need to shift out of that it's always anxiety about this is not good enough this this I'm not enough for this and like constantly shifting out of that is a huge fucking practice the power of now I'm sure you've read that
0: um anxiety is I think that it's like, especially when you're in entertainment, there's no clear path to success. It's just like, is this good enough? Is this funny enough? Like I can't ascend a corporate ladder. So like, is this good? I don't know. Like, and I think a little bit of anxiety is always good. Like, I think the people that are great at what they do are always saying to themselves, like, totally, was this good? Can I make this better? So like, I mean, I think you're hysterical. I think that like, I like get so excited when you post a new video. I think you are so funny and so good at what you do. Thank you. Thank you. Unbelievable, But the thing that you said before about like love, it's like you don't give verbal affirmations to people. Is that what you like to work uh, on? It's that, no, I give verbal
1: affirmations. It's that when I'm super anxious, okay, here's what here's what I was, and this is all from this fucking program I was just in. So I'm in a super like woo-woo mindset right now. But like, I'm a big resistor. So like if I have something come up that like I get anxious about, I'll just be like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Instead of like just surrendering to the fact that like I'm going to have to do this. And when I do that, when I like accept then I can like access love and be nice to people. But if I'm if I'm anxious and I'm resisting, I'll put a wall up and like I become very difficult to be around. Like I'm just stressed and like my story is like, I can't talk to you right now. I'm stressed. Or like I'm not able to then be present, show up present in my relationship because I'm stressed about work or stressed about whatever the fuck it is. And like, it's actually fucking hard to be present. And like being present doesn't just mean you're fucking looking into their eyes. It's like, do you have 500 conversations going on in the back of your mind? I fucking do. I'm looking
0: at this. I'm looking at that. And like, that, I need to work on that. I need to be present. Yeah. I mean, I do think part of it comes from the nature of what you do for a living, that it's like you are always looking for the humor in something. You talk about dating, like you have so much going on, like it's hard. Like you don't you didn't choose a job. I always use Salesforce as like the example. Like you didn't choose some like corporate cog job where you like leave it at the office at six PM and go <laughs> home. Like that's not your life. Like Right, right. So like you should be proud of that. And like, yeah, you could be present 24 hours a day if your job was fucking stupid, you worked for somebody else you didn't give a shit about
1: right so you know maybe i'll i don't know maybe i'll start working in finance just so i can be a nice person
0: yeah and then we could make more money we could both make more money if we worked holy in finance. holy shit let's do it radio city music hall two <laughs> jews working in finance
1: reina thank you so much for coming on the show
0: thanks for having me this is so fun i'm so glad we finally did this i think you're like the funniest person i will never forget laying in bed with my ex on like christmas listening to your hilarious baldwin Oh impersonation my god. Oh my it was god. so funny we had just had the biggest fight and we were lying in bed laughing so hard because of you oh my god I'm so glad I gave you that <laughs> moment I hope he was tall like a tree you could climb yes he was the security guard
1: <laughs> so, oh my god I was a part of that I was a part of that love thank you um <laughs> girls gotta eat what you're Raina Greenberg on everything right yep Reina
0: Doc Greenberg Reina um, Doc
1: Greenberg she's at the top of the iTunes charts we all know it find me there find me and
0: Ashley there Girls Gotta uh-huh. Eat and then we have uh-huh. a, lot of, a lot of we have a lot of really fun shows coming up in 2022 so um, you can drop tickets there and merch and all the things
1: great and if you're a hot tall muscular guy with tattoos go her way slide in slide in <laughs>